Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So this episode is a bit delayed, and uh, hopefully that's okay with you all. Uh, I just had a bit of a weirdly busy weekend where I wasn't able to sort of record a new one. But of course, I have been watching movies as usual. Um, looks like maybe, I don't know, 10 or so movies since last time, I think. I could be wrong, I don't remember what I said when I recorded the uh, previous episode. But either way, um, some stuff I watched was Spellcaster and Best Friends. These are two films that were both uh, procured from Vinegar Syndrome. Spellcaster I did not really love, but I did like that there was an actress from Passions in there. I didn't realize until uh, I started watching the movie. I'm like, she's so familiar. And I realized who it was, so that was cool. Best Friends. Very dark, gritty film. I I think I liked it. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, after that, I watched Beware the Blob on Criterion Channel, which is basically a sequel to The Blob. Certainly a much sillier uh, tone than the original. I didn't really like it. I really love The Blob, the original. Um, I have not seen the remake, so I should still do that. Then I watched Kid 90 on Hulu all this streaming going on which is a documentary about uh, the actress who was most famous for her role as Punky Brewster it was alright then I watched the movie which we'll be covering today which is Willy's Wonderland so obviously we'll get to that more in a minute and then I watched uh, Flesh Pot on 42nd Street another film from Vinegar Syndrome well not from them but they have. They don't have any more. It's not in print anymore. Uh, quite an interesting film. I thought it was really better than I expected. It's definitely not pornographic, specifically like the name suggests it might be, but it's not. I really liked it though. Um, very sad ending. I wasn't. I was not ready for that ending. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, then I watched Operation Varsity Blues: The College Admissions Scandal, another recent release there. A documentary about the, well, the college admissions scandal where wealthy families were paying money to ensure their kids would get into prestigious colleges by pretending they're part of like a fake, uh, they're pretending they're skilled at some sport which they really are not. And of course it's not football or basketball or something, it's other types of sports that are less popular. Um, I'm very much intrigued by that story but I didn't find a documentary, or it's kind of like a docudrama, it's kind of like a recreation of the events. I didn't find it so compelling, uh, but whatever. I did appreciate, I did appreciate though that this has people talking about, you know, showing how sad kids are when they don't get into their, their colleges, how happy they are when they do. I do appreciate that they had people talking about the fact that who is at fault for placing these colleges as like, you must go here or you're a loser type of thing. You know, and that that's not really true. You can really go to any college and be fine, get an education, as long as you're kind of open to receiving an education. Um, I appreciate that they kind of talked about the fact that, you know, these colleges really aren't super special or, you know, meaningful in a way that is worth the anguish that children go through to get into them and all that stuff. I appreciate that. Uh, after that, I watched Slacks on Shudder, which recently released on there. A movie about a killer pair of pants. 
Um, you know, this is reminiscent of In Fabric, which is a movie about a killer dress. But Slacks is much more creature feature. You know, it's much more direct. I didn't feel it was as funny as it could have been. But it wasn't bad either. It was alright. I gave it two and a half out of five stars. If that tells you anything, I thought it was fine. It could have been better. It made me want to buy a pair of Naked Famous Denim. That's a brand that makes very expensive pants. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to buy a pair. But I was, you know, interested. And then I watched Oh Phantasma on Criterion Channel. Which is a movie I've been needing to see. And I think it was leaving the Criterion Channel at the end of March. Which is why I picked it up. And I'm very glad I did because it is very intriguing a film about a trash collector, a young man who is also gay, or maybe he's bi. I think he's probably more bi, honestly. And he's looking to, you know, I don't know, satiate these urges he has, these sexual urges, desires, needs, whatever. And he meets a guy on his route who he becomes utterly fascinated by, obsessed with, this motorcyclist. And that obsession grows further and further until it kind of explodes in an interesting and unexpected way about three-fourths through the movie. Um, I, it's a hard movie to recommend, I would say, but I was very much into this film. I was really into it. Um, if it sounds intriguing, maybe check it out somewhere. But yeah, it is leaving Criterion shortly. Um, and then I watched Lolita, also on Criterion Channel. That's the Stanley Kubrick version. And uh, I'd seen this movie before, but like 10 years ago. It was actually before I had read the book. Uh, so I watched it. I was like, maybe I'm, you know, I'm more mature now. I'll have a greater understanding of it or something. I do think I appreciated the film more. I definitely got a lot of the sort of dark humor of it there's a lot of humor in this movie um but also I, I don't know it was still it's still long it's two and a half hours man it's, it is not a short film it didn't feel that bad like super long but i i don't know i was just i i understood it better or i felt more like i see why this movie is well regarded but it still wasn't like a top pick for me and that is everything I have seen since the last episode. With that out of the way, let us get into Willy's Wonderland. Welcome to Willy's Wonderland. Spend the night cleaning Willy's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? You are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lie. You're here to be a human sacrifice. <laughs> Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. Got out. 
Nobody is safe. Balls on, Evan. We're going to Willie's. He's not trapped in here with them. We're trapped in here with him. I enjoy a man a few words. Okay, so Willy's Wonderland was released in 2021, and this is a movie that is most known as basically Five Nights at Freddy's starring Nicolas Cage, which on the tin sounds great. That's like beautiful. Like, that sounds like a perfect movie. <laughs> um, I'll admit, I am not a Five Nights at Freddy's uh, fan or anything. I would say when it started to come out, I didn't understand why it was as popular as it was. And I was kind of certainly beyond the demographic that is mainly interested in it. How it seems like preteens, teens, young adult type. I was a little bit past that already. Um, but I am a horror fan, obviously, horror games as well. Um, but the game itself didn't seem to appeal. It didn't appeal to me because I was like, I don't understand. I don't get why this is so appealing to a young demographic because the gameplay is very simplistic. And especially in Five Nights at Freddy's 1, it seems a lot like Night Trap or something where you're just trying to keep yourself safe in a room while you're just watching screens and, you know, triggering traps, basically, which is very Night Trap. Um, but anyway, I think, you know, it seems like, okay, the, mo the games are fine. This is not an official Five Nights at Freddy's movie. This is just very similar in concept where... As the movie begins, we... I mean, obviously anyone watching this movie probably knows what it's about. It's about a guy stuck in a place where there are animatronics that can kill people. The movie starts off as our Nicolas Cage guy, who's never named, is just sort of this cool drifter dude, appears and, uh, you know, his car gets a flat. He has to get it taken into this local guy to fix it. And the guy's like, okay, you know, here it costs this money. And um, Nicolas Cage, or whoever he is supposed to be, has no cash. He only has cards, and there's no way possible to get a card, you know, pay by card in this small town. So he's like, okay. Uh, the guy who's, who fixed up the car is like, hey, you know, uh, I give you some work. You could pay it. You could pay it off by working. So that's what he ends up doing. And the work, as it turns out, is to basically clean up this old... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese style place that's been closed for years because the owner is planning on reopening the place. So simple enough, if he just cleans up the place in one night, that'll be his, that'll pay his tab basically for the car. Fine, whatever. So this drifter goes and starts working, and uh, key character points he does not speak ever. He is able to, though, I think, because he does make noises, like grunting and stuff. He just never speaks a word. So I don't know why that was chosen. I'm assuming that was the choice because in the Five Nights and Freddy's games, the protagonist does not speak. But I don't know. Whatever. Fine. There's also another weird quirk with this guy where he does not ever ignore taking a break. 
he has like certain you know every hour or something he's got to take a you know a certain minute break and he does it he just stops whatever he's doing and goes and like takes a break drinks a soda or something and that's it i don't get it i don't know what that's supposed to be like is that supposed to be meaningful or related in some sort of is it some sort of you know something that's related to five nights and freddy's like an in joke i have no idea but he just does this he's also obsessed with pinball i also don't understand why that's the case uh but fine whatever it's just like a weird it's weird character quirks that do not give us more insight into the character at all just just kind of there because i guess and as he's cleaning the animatronics start to come to life or wake up whatever and one by one he starts basically killing them not concerned really not scared he just kills them no problem killing them since they're animatronics typically involves eventually cutting off their head and that kills them i don't know why that's the case either because they are animatronics they're just all metal and whatever so even if they had no head couldn't they still move whatever it is what it is there's also another a plot b where there which you know eventually relates to the main plot where there are these teens and they're trying to destroy this pizzeria or this kid's a uh, willie's wonderland it's called uh, by burning it down and they're trying to burn it down because they know this place is evil and that the animatronics are alive and killers so they're trying to get rid of it but they can't uh, because now there's someone in there of course our janitor guy is in there and they're too good-hearted to let him burn they want to save him i don't remember the kids names because it doesn't really matter because they all end up dying basically except for one uh spoilers anyway they all end up in their predicament where they're all inside the building with the janitor and there are still animatronics alive in there so everyone's in a in a in a big pickle while this is going on there is a sheriff and she i think it's her who reveals that what is going on with these animatronics there is a backstory to them they aren't just killer animatronics for no reason it is the case that willie's wonderland was run by a child murderer and he had child murderer friends and so they all worked in this restaurant together and they killed some of the people who would come and you know for parties and such and uh how this eventually ended was that i think what is it the police were finally going to come and, and catch them all but before they could all of the killers killed themselves in a satanic ritual which transferred their killer spirits into the animatronics mm-hmm where have we heard that before many times many times chucky's got a similar story except that was an inverted kind of um, how he comes back or gets transferred into the doll but yes very similar anyway so that's what's up these animatronics are possessed by the spirits of murderers so that's why they continue to murder and it also turns out they would have you know those animatronics would leave the building would go and kill people in the town until the townsfolk came and gave them an option like hey you know we know what you are we know what you want but please stop killing our people in our town we will bring you people to uh, eat 
instead or kill and eat whatever they do so that's what they've been doing that's why the drifter ends up in there because they trapped him to make sure that he would go in there so he would be their next murder however this was a bad choice on their part because this drifter is obviously a badass he is able to fight seriously and destroy these things without blinking an eye so as the kids are in there the teens i guess they're all freaked out but they're still exploring they still split up bad choice on their part um so they end up getting killed off you know one by one by the different uh, remaining animatronics and our nicholas cage janitor guy helps certainly at times but when he's on break he doesn't care at all uh for whatever reason even though there's clearly a life and death situation going on so yeah people die there's only one person one team left live i think liz uh what the heck is her name live is living she's li she's alive and um it ends up being that just as you know they're trying to finally kill off kind of the last ones the sheriff comes and is like no you're messing up all our plans please you know stop it they handcuff the janitor and take the daughter out and it's like okay now he can't do anything because he he has no arms anymore he's you know they're handcuffed what can he do even so he is still apparently extremely cool and available able to do all kinds of things because he does stop the two um animatronics that are coming at him at once and you know the story continues and eventually we end where yes the animatronics are generally killed off the people who were in the town trying to you know who had this agreement with the animatronics all you know get killed off as well and so it's just the janitor nicholas cage silent man and live and they leave together in his cool car and i don't know what the implication is meant to be there hopefully not romantic because you know nicholas cage in this movie is certainly not a, you know a young youngin so i don't know what's supposed to be going on there um but whatever it's a very simple movie it's very silly uh and i feel like you should not expect anything more than that you should not expect anything more than a somewhat of a five nights at freddy's styled movie but far more actiony um not at all horrifying in any regard really so that's what this movie is after i watched it i, I wondered if they also cribbed the like story behind five nights at freddy's like as to why the animatronics are what they are and it doesn't seem like it's exactly the same because apparently from the five nights at freddy's games it is the there are children getting killed in the restaurants however their bodies or something are being put in the animatronics it seems like a bad idea wouldn't that smell very quickly uh but anyway so they're and in the games there it's basically the animatronics are controlled by the children's spirits and the children are mad because they were murdered and therefore they continue to murder i'm not sure but anyway it is a bit of a different story although there is possession of dead people going on and children were killed in the restaurants but it's a bit different the animatronic figures in the movie are certainly similar to the ones in the game 
there are some differences, but there are similarities as well. So, of course, Five Nights at Freddy's itself, you could say, was inspired by Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, that sort of thing. So that that continues through with this, um, you know, media focusing around a scary children's pizza place. <laughs> so I think it was all right. I actually didn't really enjoy the movie that much. But I think with a group, it would certainly be a lot more of a laugh riot. Give me less time to be in my head wondering, why does he keep taking breaks? Why doesn't he talk? You know, I could get over that silliness of my brain and just enjoy with friends the silliness going on. Enjoy the animatronics saying goofy things and getting beat up. Nicolas Cage getting beat up, but being like totally, you know, nonplussed and just keeping going even though he's getting slashed and everything. It could be a, it could be a good group watch for sure. Um, if you like Five Nights at Freddy's, the video games, you may like this because it's a depiction of, you know, killer animatronics. That's kind of you know certainly something people are probably into. Um, unfortunately, it's not an official movie, so you won't see you know those famous animatronics in here. But it's all right. It's it's a. I don't know if they needed to shoehorn in the full explanation of why the animatronics are the way they are or why the town has done what they've done. You know, I don't think we need that. I feel like there was maybe too many characters, especially the teens, because they all die off pretty quickly for the most part. So it's like, what does it matter that there were this many teens? Who cares? Um, it could have easily just been Nicolas Cage and the one uh, Liv. Could have just been them. You know, you don't need all these other people who do nothing, really. Um, but that's fine. It's not my movie. It's a quick watch. If you're interested, you know, it'll be easy to watch. You can, you know, turn it on, do something else at the same time. So that is my thoughts on Lily's Wonderland. It's okay. Not great, but probably better as a group watch. So that's my, my uh, take on this film. And I'm hoping to watch some other things that might be worth covering. I really want to check out Psycho Goreman. I don't know if I'll be able to get to do that anytime soon, but someone recommended it to me, so I'm, I'm hopeful. There's also another recommended, uh, recommended movie, but again, it's more just a matter of, for whatever reason, even if people tell me something's good, I will always end up veering off into a random tangent and watch something completely unrelated. That just happens like 90% of the time. I just get sidetracked and watch something totally spontaneously that I had no prior plans for. So that's that for now, but we will be back in two weeks for another episode of All of Them Witches. See you then.